Welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion of the philosophical and practical perspectives on nature-based spirituality. We will be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of the dialogue. As always, your mileage may vary, and it is a way to look at things, not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussion and offer up a new serving about every other week. Please check us out at pagangumbo.com. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. If you have questions or suggested topics, send them to questions at pagangumbo.com. Welcome to Pagan Gumbo, your every other weekly serving of uh, esoteric and pagan arts, sciences, philosophy, and practice. I'm Forrest, and I'm here with Lisa, Seamus, and Michael. And this week, we are going to discuss another of our runes. This one is, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, guys, Uruz. 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 Okay. All right, so uh, I'm I'm probably the the least knowledgeable about this particular topic, so I, I definitely uh, am, am ready to learn a lot. So I know that it, it translates to aurochs, which was an, a wild ox. Is that is that accurate? Kind of a more more like a European bison, I guess is probably the the best way to describe it. And uh, they're extinct now, um, but there are numerous tales of of them and their size and um in fact if you go today to uh european museums you will occasionally find drinking horns made out of their horns and they are gigantic <laughs> they are you know a, a meter meter and a half long and and they're beautiful pieces of art um you say they're extinct now they are <clears throat> As in any day, though we may de- <laughs> we may decide to bring them back, right? Because we're doing that with the woolly mammoth. So. Interestingly enough, oh. there there is discussion about um, finding ways to bring them back um, in some form um, using modern DNA science. Um, I don't know where that's headed, but uh, the Europeans are very proud of that particular heritage, much like we are with American buffalo. And I have not seen it to, um, Jurassic Park. haven't you seen that movie don't you know what happens we just won't cross them with frog dna it'll be fine (laughs) oh yeah blame the frogs so so symbolically in in the language of the futhark um what what is uruz in in terms of its symbolic meaning so uruz and and aurochs i I mentioned they're they're gigantic animals they're they're also um what young men would would use to prove their strength they would 
descend into a pit with one and, and kill it. Um, and so it's got this association with with manly strength and with the idea of um, you know making a, a a person into a full adult. Mm-hmm. Um, the rune poems sort of this is one of the runes we talked about Feu last time, and Feu has kind of a, a reasonably consistent meaning across the rune poems. Uru's does not. Um, and, and so when we talk about Aurochs, we're talking about one particular interpretation of this rune. Um, and that would be the uh, uh, the Anglo-Saxon rune poem, specifically, that talks about the, the Aurochs. And it says, The Aurochs is proud and has great horns. It is a very savage beast and fights with those horns. It's a great ranger of the moors and a creature of metal. So right there, you're talking a lot about that strength, that idea of bravery and courageousness and, um, you know, traveling far and wide without a care in the world because you're the biggest thing out there. Um, and it, it has a lot to do with that idea of, of fighting and, and, and stuff like that. So when we talk about Uru's or Ur as, as that Arak, we're, we're coming from it from that Anglo-Saxon point of view. There are, as I mentioned, other rune poems as well. Um, Probably the uh, the the next most common interpretation for Urus is the shower or the, the the cosmic drizzle is is another one. The idea of, of cosmic rain. Um, I think dross or slag are the two interpret the two translations. Dross and slag come from uh, the Norwegian rune poem, and the drizzle comes mm-hmm. from the Icelandic. Right. Okay, so um, how does that have how, what? Where's the relationship between draw, slag, drizzle, and and rain, and the and the the oryx, this mighty beast? How do they even develop a, a relationship with each other through this symbology? I think the the first place that I look is I look at the creation myth, um, and there you have the 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 um, the cow that licks the ice. Um, that forms the worlds and, and things like that. And that world-creating cosmic flow of water is kind of where I I pull in the, the drizzle from, the idea that this is the nurturing drizzle that, that creates the world. but Both primal, very yes. primal energies. Mm. And the thing with, with the drizzle, the, the rain shower, that sort of stuff, um, it's also, you know, if it's, not moderated properly, it causes problems. Um, the Icelandic rune poem talks about it in actually very negative light. Um, it says that the, the shower of rain is the lamentation of the clouds, the ruin of the hay harvest, and the abomination of the shepherd. It's all of these things that you don't necessarily want. Um, when it's, when it, if rain comes at the wrong time, mm-hmm. particularly in an agrarian society, it's a problem. It turns your hay moldy, mm-hmm. and it turns your... Uh, um, uh, your field into mud and your cattle or your sheep will slip and break a leg. Um, these are awful, awful things to have happen in the ancient world um, or even in the modern world to any farmer. <laughs> and uh, so, again, it's about mitigating that sort of thing and, and making sure that you're not um, over-applying things or applying things at the wrong time because rain... When we think about rain and farmers, we think, oh, rain's a good thing. But again, if it comes at the wrong time, 
it's a very bad thing. If, if your hay is laying out in the field and it rains on it, you have to let it dry before mm-hmm. you can gather it up and bale it. Um, if it rains before you cut it or after you bale it, rain's cool. But if it, if it rains in that interim, it's a problem. Interesting. So it's, it's sounding like each of these symbols that comes from Uru's is um, a statement about, like Seamus said, primal force, primal power. And so if it comes up in, in a context of divination, and I'm sure that, that you know, the rest of the divination has to, has to be taken into account, but say you lift this particular rune, what is it saying to the person who, who pulls it? I think one of the things that both sets, the, the Norwegian Icelandic and then the Anglo-Saxon speak to, is that issue of timing and also moderation in a way that so too much rain is bad, not enough rain is bad, but just enough rain is pretty good. Too much strength might be bad, not enough strength might be bad, but just enough strength might be good. So there's a little bit, I think, of emphasis on moderation in whichever direction that you take that. And mm-hmm. so it, if I'm doing a reading, it might it would very much depend upon the other things that I see. But um, if it's the strength part, then a, you know, an aurochs is one of those beasts that if it doesn't want to move, you're not going to move it. And if it wants to move, you're not going to stop it. It's a very Taurus kind of... Where, where does an elephant sit? Right, yes, yeah. wherever it wants. Wherever Same thing with an aurochs. Um, and so huh. sometimes that, maybe that's the energy that's called for in whatever kind mm-hmm. of issues being um, addressed. I see it as a controlled. Mm-hmm. It's not just necessarily primal strength or strength or good or bad. What, what is the most powerful thing we have? Will? Control. Control. If we can control things, mm-hmm. powers, ourselves, that's much more powerful than chaos or... Yeah, and that can bring us back to the, the concept of dross and slag as well. In the, um, in the Norwegian rune poem... That, that idea of dross, you know, dross comes from bad iron. Mm. Um, what do you do with iron to get out the dross? Mm-hmm. You beat it. Mm. You, you, you hit it over and over and over, and, and you, you cleanse the, uh, the iron is, is what you're doing with blacksmithing. If the iron is bad, you put more iron in until you have good iron, um, to, and you beat out the dross. You break it away. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with wrestling that control away from an sure. element that may not be, you know, something that's, that we really want. Mm. Um, and the other thing to note is that these are Iron Age poems as well, or, or they're, they're, they're not Iron Age poems. They're referring to essentially Iron Age knowledge. Um, and so this concept of, of, you know, dross comes from bad iron, you, you need to get it out, you need to make yourself strong, you need to go through the forge, you need to go through the crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is 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 apt. Yeah, the crucible um, brings back the the original uh, point that you made about uh, men becoming men by descending into this pit and fighting one of one of these you know European bison. Like, is there a ritual around that that you can kind of flesh out for us and tell us a little bit more about? Well, one of the things there's not there's not a lot of source material on that aside from knowing that that happened. Mm-hmm. So we don't have we don't have a ritual. A couple cave but, drawings. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and actually, that's that's worth mentioning. The cave the the oldest cave drawings in France are of Aurochs. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. So the I forget the name of the cave, but uh, the when you see when you think cave paintings in your head, right? It's that one. Those are what you're thinking oh, of. Oh wow! No um, at least you know as American European descended folks are thinking of those particular ones, but um, the. Um, and a lot of people will, will look at the rune and they'll see the shape of that Arak in it with the high shoulders and the low hindquarters. Um, Uru's, for those listening with no visual <laughs> reference to this, um, is it's like an upside down U mm-hmm. um, with very sharp corners. Uh, if you were to draw three lines, uh, one going up on the left to a higher point than the one... Um, going down on the right, and then a line that connects them diagonally. A very hard, sharp-looking small R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, small small script or small R. N. Yeah. For those people yeah. who still write cursive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so when I pull it in divination, um, I I tend to see that concept of strength because the 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 arak, the dross in particular, tell me a, a lot about. They, they inform a lot of my interpretation where I look at it and I say, oh, this is this is about strength. This is something that you have to overcome. This is something that you can overcome mm-hmm. um, if you do it right, if you have the, the timing in place. It's it's typically a good omen to me. Okay. Um, but if I were to recommend someone to do work around Uruz, it would be about um, taking the time to gather your plan, your allies together, to, to do the work that you need to do to get ready for this thing. It's, it's, a, it's an omen of training. It's an omen of, of preparedness. It's an omen of understanding your situation and where you are. Mm-hmm. And from that, uh, then, you can overcome the obstacles in your life. So much like any other omen. It sounds it's like not entirely positive. Yeah, it requires you to do work, but right. that's what we do. So. Well, it sounds like a purposeful kind of strife, yes. um, and and it's bringing to mind images of of the strength card in the tarot, where you have this I primal. Just, I actually I put uh, Uru's. I align that mentally with temperance. Oh, okay. Um, because temperance is the merging together of it's it's the effort of merging together two disparate things. And so both the iron work that must must happen with the iron, but then also going back to the idea of the world cow, Odumla, who um, Norse mythology can be really weird sometimes. She licks the universe into existence in a really complicated way, which we won't get into today necessarily, but, <laughs> uh, but it's the merging of fire and ice that cr- helps in that creation of the world. And mm-hmm. so sometimes Urus can also be that manifestation of bringing things together that need to be together in order to achieve that plan, like Mike was talking about. That cosmic drizzle, as I yes. mentioned. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very cool. So, but yeah, there, there's there's a lot that... Th- this is this is a rune that has a lot of different um, interpretations and, and, and contextualized... Uh, issues that you have to look at and it's in a lot of ways like i said it's very positive when i look at it but it's also a complicated one it 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 doesn't tell you for sure yes you're a strong person it tells you if you do the work if you train if you are at a place in your life if the timing is right Mm -hmm. you are strong and you will overcome 
I think it, it's fitting that it's the second room too. It's the first room we <clears throat> we had domesticated wealth cattle, and now we have the wild side of that, the the primal side, the mm-hmm. chaotic yes. side. This mm-hmm. is definitely a, a far more wild sort of thing. We we think about bison and buffalo as as very tame creatures. Well, we see, we see them at the we see them in zoos. Yeah, they're very calm yeah, and just kind of. The... Park. Yep. Out of yeah, the park, sure. We... It's the same mistake that a lot of people make when they think about boars and pigs. Right. A boar is not the same as a domesticated pig. Right. And in much the same way, a cow and the auroch are, are not, they're, they're not equals. A wolf, <laughs> a wolf and a dog. Yes, right. a wolf and a dog. That's really interesting. So would you say that, that that's an intentional progression? Like, okay, now we, we have this... This very, you know, this this beast, but one that is comparatively docile and comparatively within our realm of understanding and control. And now we're moving on to a similar beast in some ways, but one that is far, far more difficult to control and requires far more of us to engage. I don't know if I would call it intentional mm-hmm. as much as sensical. Um, I don't know if it holds up when you go then, okay, so the next letter is Thorosaz, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't I don't continue. know if the progression continues right. as much as... I, the first two is F-U, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first two is so F-U. that says something. <laughs> so there you go. That's what you need so to know about runes. F-U. One of the things that I do want to mention, that I, I mentioned early on that I see this as, as kind of a rune of, of manly strength. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I, I always have to, to clarify this, that I'm not speaking in, in the modern way, <clears throat> in the modern way that we speak about masculine versus feminine or, or, or genders or anything like that. This is entirely a, a you know, looking at the ancient con- concepts of masculinity and virility mm-hmm. and, and how one moves through those processes. This, this rune is not a bad one for a woman to pull mm-hmm. or someone who identifies as a woman. It's not a good one necessarily for a man to pull um, or someone who identifies as a man. It's, it is really um, that, that ancient concept that we're talking about when we do that. I, I when we get to Burkano, I see Burkano as kind of the, the other side of that, that more, you know, feminine type of strength. It's, it's flexible. It's, it's something that, um, you know, a lot of people associate it with fertility specifically, but the reason that I associate it with sort of that strength is that it's, it's got that, when you look at ancient concepts of masculinity and femininity, it follows that concept a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we get that far, we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit too. But um, always, when I talk about runes, I talk about ancient lore. When I talk about those, when I use gendered terms, I'm always talking about the ancient method of looking at. It. I had this right. discussion just today uh, with a friend about the the Roman concept of of virtus, virility, and and things like that. And you know, it's very based around mm-hmm. masculinity, but it's not how we would describe masculinity or, or machismo or something like right. that. So. I think a uh, different description that maybe gets the same idea is the notion of wild strength. Yes. As opposed to somehow tame strength. So again, that wild and strength. tame, yeah, wild or cult- cultivated. And so, you know, sometimes that wild strength needs to be maintained, but it can be very difficult to do. And so that there, therein lies the challenge is getting that wild strength into a way that it can be useful and helpful. Well, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> and that brings us to the end of this uh, episode. I think we did 
finally decide on calling them episodes. Yeah. Somewhere oh, along the way. So so there was a debate whether it was addition or episode and um the votes are in and uh thanks well, once to, you have more than a certain number it almost has to be episodes. I I guess so. I it popular vote was different than the Electoral College. <laughs> oh gosh. There, there may have been some. La, 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 la. There may have been some, uh, you know, outside influence, but uh, episode sounds fine. I think episode is fine. Yeah. Are you there's sure there's that's Russian? Secret second part. <laughs> secret secret third I think we're losing control of this wild beast of an episode. We are. Who brings us this exciting episode? This exciting episode of Pagan Gumbo is brought to you by the Magical Druid right here in Columbus, Ohio, and by Nui Cobalt Designs right here on the interwebs, which is everywhere. And uh, you can find us at NuiCobaltDesigns.com. Well, that wraps us up until the next uh, episode. Until then... Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, walk in honor, balance, and wisdom.